clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I hope, hopefully everyone is having a wonderful week so far. I pray that you guys aren't overwhelmed with the homeschooling. <laughs> the virtual schooling has been, um, I know it's been a quite, of a, quite an adjustment for a lot of us, um, especially us who have younger children. But my prayer is that, that you're not overtaken by stress and anxiety. Um, for many of us, for many people, 2020 has already been a year that has presented a lot of unique challenges and transitions. Um, the best way I can describe 2020, the world has been on a emotional roller coaster from the pandemic to racial tension to politics to um, things being shut down and new norms of homeschooling, virtual schooling and things of that nature. And so it's very, very easy to be overwhelmed and stressed and and just bottled down by anxiety. And so I want to encourage everyone to be proactive in prayer. Be proactive in reading your word. Make time for God. Be intentional about spending time with the Lord because the Bible lets us know when we keep our mind on him that he will keep us in perfect peace and and a lot of times and I've made this mistake before sometimes we can assume that we're praying but really most of the times we're just worrying and worrying in prayer is not the same worrying to God is not the same as praying to God Worrying to God is not the same as going to God in confidence, knowing that he hears us when we call on him. And so I've been really just working on my posture and how I approach many of the challenges and, and things that are coming my way, have come my way in 2020. And I can truly say, man, I've watched many of my friends many many people be blessed in in 2020 while the world is saying oh this is the worst year ever what what else is gonna happen i'm watching god bless his people and one of the things that i've really realized as i approach like finishing 2020 strong is i'm learning that being blessed is truly a mindset it's truly a mindset because a person can be blessed. But if they but if they have a negative outlook on their life, it won't matter what God has done for them because perception is reality to us. And so one of the things that I've, I'm constantly learning is that the key to living a blessed life is pursuing the wisdom of God. Like wisdom is more valuable than money and some people will say amen to that and say yeah i agree with that but in actuality a lot of people don't actually agree with that 
Like wisdom is literally more valuable than money. Like I'm reminded of um, Proverbs chapter, excuse me, Proverbs chapter eight, verse 10 through 11. It says, take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold for wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. You know why wisdom is so important? Because wisdom, the wisdom of God instructs us and helps us to have the right mentality, regardless of our circumstance. Like even when like you can take two people and give two people stimulus checks. <laughs> I'll just use the stimulus checks, for example. You could take two 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 people and 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 put them in the same or similar circumstances, same income bracket, stimulus checks. They they work at the same job. They 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 rec- they receive the same material blessings. And and the person who who has a negative mindset will will take the increase of money and, and, and resources and turn it into more debt. While the person who has the mindset and the wisdom of God will actually take um, their circumstances and the increase and actually multiply it. Um, there you can put two people in the same circumstance, but if they have the same, if, but if they have different mentalities, they'll see even the blessings or the good things totally different. And 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 wisdom helps us value um, our resources. It helps us value our time. It, it, it puts it helps us put things in its proper perspective. And one of the things that I'm seeing is because of the negative things that have have been happening around many of us um, in 2020. Many of us have allowed the negative perception of the world to be pushed off into our hearts. And we have begun to adopt the negative mentality of the world. Oh, 2020 is terrible. 2020 is, is, is man, it's, it's awful. And the Bible lets us know that there's the power of life and death in the tongue. And so if you continue, and that's out of James chapter three, if we continue to rehearse negative things as it, you'll begin to believe it and that becomes your reality. And so one of the things that I've been learning is to pursue the wisdom of God. Uh, Proverbs chapter four, verse um, seven says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, this is Solomon, King Solomon writing the uh, Proverbs and 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 what's interesting, um, King Solomon could have asked God for anything, but he asked God for wisdom. He asked God for wisdom. And so one of the things that I've really been working on is asking the Lord for wisdom, um, what to do in, in the good, what to do in the bad, what what like God help me to make the right decisions with where I'm at, because here's the thing, too, I'm learning when when you I've been talking about gratefulness and and 
and the enemy of joy. You know, I talked about that a couple of episodes ago and all of these things tie into each other. You know, wisdom, when a person is pursuing wisdom, they're grateful. Some of us um, don't are, some of us lack the wisdom of God in our lives because we can be so focused on the negatives in our lives. And, the, and my Bible tells me that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so even the negative things in my life, God is using it to bring about good in my life. And so even and, and, and I know that sounds good and that doesn't mean that you can't vent to the Lord and say, God, I don't understand this. I don't understand why this is happening, but we have to have a confidence that even the negatives in our lives, the negative circumstances that, that may be in front of us, the things that we have gone through, that God is using even those things to refine us and bring about his purpose and plan in our life. And we have to be confident at that. And so um, back to the kind of tying this in with the anxiety and stress. Many of us um, have to put on the whole armor of God, because a lot of times when you're weighed down by stress and worry, you know, we have to be intentional. This is why I said we have to be intentional about spending time with the Lord. We have to be intentional about getting in the word of God. Um, we're in a day and age where mental health issues um, it's almost popular to say, oh, I deal with stress or I deal with depression. And we know that these are very real things like you. You you shouldn't feel bad if you're a Christian and you deal with anxiety. You shouldn't feel bad if you're a Christian and you wrestle with depression. But what I would urge you to do is to be aggressive in prayer. Be aggressive in your word. Be aggressive in 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 in. in uh, fighting off and surrounding yourself with people who will who will encourage you and uplift you because um, we're in a day and time where where the cares of this life has begun to choke out a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of people. Um, and I talked a couple of shows ago. I talked about the parable of the sower, how we find out what ground we are. Um, with what we do with the seed, which is the word of God. And so we want to make sure that we're good word. Even how you respond to the word of God says a lot about your pursuit of wisdom, because two people can hear the same good advice. Two people can hear the same awesome word and, and take it two different ways. And so my prayer is that our the eyes of our understanding are open and that we in all our getting that we get an understanding as the Bible says. And, and I just want to encourage you guys in that way. Just like you can finish 2020 strong. You don't have to uh, be a victim of circumstance. You can, you know, the Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so that means when we feel heavy, when we feel weighed down, when we are um, um, weighed down by worry and anxiety, it is time to fight. I know your flesh doesn't feel like it. I know your flesh doesn't want to read the word, but that's we have to be intentional. We have to say flesh. 
You're going to glorify God today. Flesh, we're going to get in the word today and you have to feed your spirit, man. It's funny how when when we're out of shape like I am right now, you know, I've, I've, I've fallen off. I'm out of shape, but I know what I need to do to get back into shape. And so there are necessary steps of acknowledging where I am, but also acknowledging that God has given provision for me to not stay where I'm at. And so I want you guys to be encouraged. I want you guys to know that when you call on the Lord, he hears you and that he cares for you. The Bible said uh, the, the scripture says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. So be encouraged. Know that the Lord is is um, with you and he is on your side and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so. I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. But before we hop into the featured song for this episode, this episode is sponsored by Parker Branding Group um, for all of your digital marketing needs, social media marketing, website development. Go to ParkerBrandingGroup.com. Also, if you are interested for any sponsorship opportunities on the Path of Revelation podcast, you can email me at pathofrevelationnow at gmail.com. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. It is from my new album, Paradigm Shift. It's the song Denial. Listen, if you haven't heard my, my new project by now, listen. Go check it out. It's on all streaming outlets. Paradigm Shift by Gabriel Parker. It will be a blessing to you. I'm super excited just to kind of put this this buzz out there. You know, I'm already halfway done with Paradigm Shift (laughs) 2. I'm going to hold off. Um, God willing, it will be uh, released next year. I don't like releasing music really around the holiday times. And we're kind of getting close to Thanksgiving and Christmas. But listen, if you haven't heard the album, make sure you check it out now. Also, I just released a new visual for God with us, the song God with us. And so make sure you go to Path of Revelation YouTube page and subscribe. Check out the video comment. My goal is to drop more content, more video content for YouTube as well. And and listen, man, I appreciate all the support for the show. Everyone who has donated and and has just shared the show and continue your encouragement and and words of um, edification for me. I appreciate you and your support for the Path of Revelation podcast. But listen, let's hop into the featured song. My song, Denial, produced by myself from my new album, Paradigm Shift. Testify. Testify. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Don't be ashamed. Denial. 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 We love our lust. Save us from us. You can't tell us nothing. You can't tell us nothing. We're in denial. We love our lust. Save us from us. Don't matter the color. We're in denial. I hate we hate police brutality, but okay with abortion. Glorify black on black casualties, but at funerals mourning. Funerals mourning. I hate we blame white people for slave trade, slave trade. but those of the same shade. same shade. First sold us on slave raids to the white men without Christ. We're all played, so don't embrace lies, cause your race was victimized. victimized. We're not innocent in God's eyes. God's eyes. 
March protest for black lives Why ignore Planned Parenthood's genocide But it's wrong to say it's all I thought we living in it Some just preach the gospel while denying white privilege Let's talk public housing Is it bad timing? Whites and power segregated That's for redlining Keep it, control the wealth And keep the blacks wild And what difference between Kirk and power convictions are astounding And if you think I'm dwelling on the past Not the case Sin isn't black or white But human race We love our lust Save us from us. I'm trying to paint a picture you here. Tell nothing. You tell us nothing. We're in the It's not a man that we doesn't need Jesus. Save us. Whether black, from white, us. red, yellow. No matter the color. We all need him. We're in denial. We're in denial about our fallen state. Pointing out other sins to prove we are saints. None righteous, no, not one ever since Adam ate. Of the fruit, humanity's been addicted to the taste. But it's crazy how we compare our sins on a scale. Like if mine's is less than yours, I'll escape hell. Comparing sin like God only hates it in large amounts. We'll be just in heaven, just and have an angel kick us out. I had a vision of hell and it was frightening. A clan member and black activist crying. I saw conservative, liberal, and left and right wing. They were in so much pain, they were no longer fighting. They had a vision of heaven and saw the same group. The difference, they were worshiping Jesus in spirit and in truth. Despite differences, they all needed the lamb slain to save them from themselves and not a hell's flames. Save us from us. We need your touch. Your touch. Make us whole, God. one thing I'm learning is that lukewarm Christianity is actually a great marketing scheme. And and the reason why I say that is because it appeals to people's flesh. It gives the illusion of giving people the best of both worlds where you can have Jesus in heaven while also being able to have everything that your flesh desires where you can be friends with the world you can love the things of this life and still profess to be a Jesus lover and one of the things that I'm learning one of the reasons why I really believe that this topic is so necessary for this show is for a couple of reasons Because I have noticed such a wave of people departing from the faith. And when I first, I've been doing this podcast over a year now. It's probably been about a year and a half now. And I want to say probably within, probably in, in, within six months into me doing a podcast, I had some episodes dealing with why people leave Christianity? Why are people leaving the church? And I think that these times that we are living in, especially in the time of a pandemic where many churches had stopped gathering in person, it, w- it was just kind of like, oh, another re- another excuse given for people not to go to church. 
along with all of the reservations that many people were already wrestling with in regards to Christianity. It's like I'm this exodus of people leaving Christianity um, has been something that has been consistent. And, and, and I have to say on the opposite end of that, while while there is an exodus away from Christianity, there is also a harvest of people coming into the faith. There is a there is a overwhelming amount of believers going to the next level in their walk with the Lord. And so I wanted to deal with this topic to encourage you to stand firm, to encourage you not to allow the affairs of this life, as the Bible says, to to cause you to go astray um, or 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 lose confidence in God. Um, and also, I want I wanted to talk about this really quickly because the person that is lukewarm is more dangerous to others than the person who's just flat out overtly rejecting God. And here's why. Because the person who's overtly evil, like, for example, we don't have to guess whether or not ISIS is evil. (laughs) We don't have to guess whether or not Boko Haram is evil. Like they're raping women, killing children, chopping people's heads off, burning entire villages. Like we don't have to guess if they're evil, but it's the person who comes in the name of the Lord, in the name of God. The Bible, uh, um, they even come equipped with scriptures, but they mix those scriptures with worldly ideologies, demonic ideologies, man-centered ideologies and theology. And so we have to gird ourselves up in truth. We have to gird ourselves up in truth. And listen to me when I say this, because I think this is so important as well. When your faith is tested, when you, when you go through hard times, remember, remember this. Remember that your soul should not be anchored in your ethnicity. Your soul should not be anchored in your political party. Your soul shouldn't even be anchored in your family or friends or even your spouse. But make sure your soul is anchored in Jesus if listen if it is not pointing to Jesus if it is not de- if it is not encouraging you to deny yourself and point to Jesus then that should be a red flag in lukewarm christianity and cults as well and i have to throw that in as well because many people are leaving christianity and joining cults like Hebrew Israelites and where what what you'll notice is every doctrine and theology that isn't rooted in truth it always points back to you or it makes it about you not just God but it makes you in a sense 
a little God. It makes it it puts you either on the same playing field or level as Christ or even seeks to exalt you above Christ. And those are red flags. And so we have to make sure that we are not lukewarm, just like I did a show a couple of episodes ago dealing with Paul's letter to the church of Corinth and how he encouraged them. He says, examine yourselves to see if you be in the faith. And I would say on this episode, examine yourselves to see if you be lukewarm because it is the person who comes in the name of good and and mixes the holy and the profane, mixes truth with lies, who is more dangerous than the person who's just flat out like, you know what? <laughs> I hate God or I hate Christianity or I hate, you know, oh, I'm an atheist. It's, it's because it's deceptive. You know, I, I started reading the book of Genesis and. One of the things that I noticed um, in the in the start of Genesis three, when Satan or the serpent first starts talking with the woman, he 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 starts off by playing this game like, hey, did God say not to eat the trees of any of the trees in the garden? And the woman just began to entertain it and say, no, nah, he just said he said we can eat of all of these trees, but. But to stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And she began to entertain a conversation with the devil. Why am I bringing this up? It's because we have to make sure that we're not entertaining the devil. We have to watch who we entertain. We have to watch even um, who we lend our ears to. Some of the conversations that we entertain. Even... um, Some of the podcasts we may be listening to that are actually dropping um, seeds of doubt towards the God of heaven in our hearts, dropping seeds of doubt um, um, against the things of Christ. And and we're, we're seeing in a time where there are people who profess to be Christians now but they have more of an allegiance to their political parties. They have more of an allegiance to their ethnicity and, 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 and their blackness than the things of God. But yet they still profess to be a Christian. And the reality is because they have entertained the serpent. It's nothing wrong with Christians. And, and hear me good when I say this. It's nothing wrong with us as Christians engaging in politics. It's nothing wrong with us being proud of our ethnicity and our cultural backgrounds, even if you identify as a Hebrew. But the problem is, is when these things become idols in our lives, when we begin to exalt these things on the same level of Christ in our lives or above Christ. And and we know that he said there will be he will have no other gods before him. And so we have to make sure that we guard our hearts with all diligence. But I want to read something um, as we're dealing with the lukewarm Christian. When we look at first John chapter two, verse 15 through six, John, the apostle John encourages us and he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. Now, what we have to understand when we read 
contextually, like when we see in the scriptures where Paul in Romans 12 is saying, be not conformed to the world. When we see John say, do not love the world. They're speaking of the system, the world, the system, because as Christians, we're called to be sought in light to the world, to the system, to reach the people within the system. But what they're saying is do not love the system of the world because um, and I can go through many scriptures, but um, I believe it's Ephesians 2 that refers to Satan as the prince of the power of the air. Um, the Bible also refers to Satan as the God of this world, lowercase g. And so the world is a system of many different beliefs. And the ultimate goal is to lead you away from Christ. It is to lead you to um, desiring to please your flesh, to 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 please your desires and, and, and things of that nature. And so in first John chapter two, John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Man, that's that's heavy. He says, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the and pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. I want to look at Revelations chapter three real quick, verse 14 through 16. And this is a quick encouragement. I'm actually almost done. And this is Jesus talking and he says, and to the angel of the church uh, in Laodicea, write the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. Verse 15, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I would rather that you were either cold or hot. Now, this is powerful. Jesus is saying, Laodicea church, you are so, you are lukewarm. You're neither hot nor cold. Like he says, I would rather that you're hot or cold because at least we can make a distinction. But you're you're lukewarm. You're you're playing both sides of the fence. And this is what Jesus says in verse 16. He says, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Wow. Like I will spit you out of my mouth. I do not want the Lord to spit me out of his mouth. <laughs> That's not where we want to be. But the Bible says that he has made his ministers a flame, a flaming fire. Like I want to be on fire for God. Some of us haven't been on fire for God for so long. Some of us are walking around. We're so weighed down. It, we're waiting for things to get better. And, and, and we're just waiting for things to change. And we don't realize this because things aren't changing because we're no longer fighting. We're just going through the motions of being a Christian. We pray, but we're not really engaged. We read the word, but we're not. We're, we're, we're kind of just allowing life to beat us up. Like when we look at 
for example, and this changed my, my, my life because I was at a place where I was dealing with fear and anxiety and depression. And I just felt like life was beating me down. And I'm like, man, I'm praying. I'm reading the word. And in Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, it says, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find favor in the time of need. Now, I've read that scripture 10 million times, seems like. But when I ask God, why aren't things changing? He says, you're not coming boldly. It says come boldly that word when you come boldly, it's because you have a confidence in the one that you're approaching. God responds to our faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. And so for some of us, we're going to church, we're singing the songs, we're praising, we're praying, we're we're in our but we're not coming with confidence before our God. When when right before David faced Goliath, when he heard about Goliath and what he was doing to the children of Israel, there was a righteous indignation that rose up in David. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? It didn't matter that Goliath had slayed all of the champions and defeated all the champions of Israel. It did not matter his stature and his size and and how great the word was out about how great he was. Because David was like, I know the God that I serve. And as David prepared himself for Goliath as the story goes on he began to replay the victory that God had given him over the bear and the lion and he said if God gave me victory over a bear and a lion God will give me victory over this giant some of us need to learn how to look back over our lives and see the handiwork of God some of us need to look right now and because God is present and working in your life right now yes yes everything may not be the way that you want it but you are blessed you are blessed because you have life and in, in, in your body you have the opportunity to open up your mouth and give God the glory you you are you are bought with a price he shed his blood for you and I he loves us and so we we have to learn how to approach our life with an attitude of gratitude when Paul is in prison in Philippians 4 he says give thanks And again, I say rejoice. He says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. He says in all things, give thanks. He's saying that while he's in a prison cell. He says, I've learned how to abound in a base. He says, I've learned how to have more than enough and not enough. He says, whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be satisfied because I know who my source is. And so therefore, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And so many of us need to start approaching God with boldness, confidence, knowing that he hears us. Somebody needs to say, God, I know you hear me. God, I know you hear me. It may not feel like you hear me. It may feel like I'm talking to the wall. 
It may feel like I ain't talking to nobody, but the Bible doesn't say we walk the, the just shall live by feelings. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. The Bible doesn't say we walk by by feelings. It says that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Faith, 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 faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Bible says for without faith, it is impossible to please him. I dare you to to approach him with boldness. We need to change the posture. At which we go into prayer. We need to go into prayer with a heart of gratitude. Lord, I thank you for saving me. Lord, I thank you, God, that you didn't let me die in my sins. Because some of us, we, we didn't got past thanking God for salvation. We like, OK, God, I'm saved now. Now I want the house. Now I want the spouse. Now I want the car. And we're so ungrateful. We've reduced God to a genie. Not realizing this great salvation that we have, not realizing the gift of the Holy Spirit that we can commune with the Holy Spirit. And he is a comforter. He's a helper who will lead and guide us into all truth. And so now it, it is time for us to start being intentional in our faith, intentional in pursuing God and silencing the, the, the words of the serpent in our lives. For some of us, the serpent might be that friend, that childhood friend we don't want to let go. It may be that boyfriend that that you keep messing around with or or entertaining and letting them come back. It, the serpent in your life may be maybe maybe may a coworker, it, how, whoever it may be. And listen, the enemy uses people all the time. It doesn't mean that we don't pray for the people. It doesn't mean that we don't um, love the people, but we have to rep. We have to recognize where we're allowing the serpent the devil to speak to us and drop seeds of doubt that causes us to doubt the word of God that was given to us and so be encouraged I love you guys I pray that this show edified you and motivated you and encouraged you and listen Make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests and comments if you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show. And if you would like to donate, you can go to um, PayPal, pathofrevelationnow at gmail.com, or you can cash app Gabriel T. Parker. Listen, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Pray for me too as well. And listen, this is the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Scripture.